Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show party pre my dad's death oh it was great has something changed no no it hasn't changed or no we can't ask up your ass oh very nice matter of fact eat shit how's that eat shit eat shit eat shit definitely eat shit you know something spill it I suspect foul play. No suspects. <laughs> Twisted web. We are not finished untangling it, not yet. What is this? CSI KFC? Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this time around, we have our review for Knives Out. My grandfather didn't commit suicide. Did you suspect foul play? This is a heinous crime. None of them are murderers. We are the Thrombies, damn it! You will count on that inheritance. Won't you? If I could pause, you know something. Spill it. There is one guilty party behind it all. A Kentucky Fried Detective is hired by a mysterious party to investigate the death of Harlan Thromby, a prominent and respected murder mystery author, in his house where the death occurred. While his closest family and hired help are gathered to mourn him and hear who will inherit his millions, and we will learn who is responsible for for his death. And that's about all I can really say about the yeah. movie without like getting into like each of the characters. And if I tell you any of the characters' motivations, I might wind up giving away a lot of the film. And also and also a lot of the charm of the film. Because I think yes. I think each of the characters and their own little thing adds to their characters, particularly for Marta, uh, which is you know, the main character, the nurse for Harlan. Uh, well, which I don't think by the trailers you would know. No. Right? I don't think anybody knows Honestly, from the marketing materials that she is our lead, essentially, I that we follow the story through. 100% expected. Chris Evans was going to be kind of like a showcase in this movie. You know what I mean? But they regulate him to probably about 20 minutes of screen time for a two hours, sure. for two hours and 10 minute film. And that flamboyancy was only minimal. I mean, it was extremely... Yeah. Uh, 
delved down into like maybe three minutes of a quick visit in the house. Yeah. And then after that, it was much more Actually, yeah, that, nuanced. That 20 minutes is fucking padded drama. by the same scene playing over and over again sure. from well, different people's point true. of views. True, 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 true. <laughs> It's a oh, this is this is a hell of a movie. I mean, this is something that initially I had reservations about. I did not care for the trailer. See, I so I never cared for the trailer, but I know that I'm the type of person that I like murder mysteries, right? Like like I like the idea of like the sleuth and yeah. you know the old noir type stories, you know, 10 little Indians and then there were none, Agatha Christie stuff. But again, like, I'm into that. But of course, Ryan Johnson, right? I was a, we're both a big fan of Brick. Big it's fan also of a big. It's a you know that's kind of like a murder mystery as also, well. Also, hand up as a defender on the Last Jedi and yeah, yeah, send your yeah. hate. I don't fucking care. I still <laughs> like it. Don't care. Don't care. And uh, just but I like Ryan this cast. Yeah, you know, you knew there, it had to be something special, and it is. I think it's really well written for it's, the most part. It's something special. Yes. Is it something fantastic though? No. I don't think this is a fantastic movie, but I think it is something different. I think what Knives Out is doing now, like what Ryan Johnson did with Knives Out, mm-hmm. is exactly what Murder on the Orient Express wanted to be last year. Of course. And it was really underwhelming. It was so underwhelming. But this this fires on all cylinders. It is a good mystery. Mm-hmm. Its characters are well flushed out with, with nice motivations that we learn throughout the process. Yeah. And of course... The, the the standout performance in it and the best character in it is is Daniel Craig who's playing the Kentucky Fried Detective Benoit Blanc yeah or Blanc Benoit Benoit Blanc like yeah. so 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 Detective Blanc is uh, which of course his name Blanc Blank White meaning right you know he he's he's a blank canvas so very neutral so very neutral exactly very neutral where everybody else is colored it's almost like you're watching Clue. And and not not the movie Clue. Like you're you're like you're playing through the story of Clue yeah. in a game with people, and he is he's the neutral character. He's the guy brought in. So and he has a nice little ratatat with the other detectives, and also the just the other cast members. You know, throughout the family, um, it's it's a very fun movie. You know, it's it's got a lot of pop to it visually, it, don't you think? Especially inside of the house. So so th- that's going to be like a lot of times. Like I like to say, I, I like to say, like when you know when we did um, Ford versus Ferrari last mm. week, I said the sound design in this movie was absolutely phenomenal. Like that's right. the big standout thing from that movie was the sound design. This this is set design. Like yes, the 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 production the the production crew and everyone who went into that set design. It was fantastic i love the way ryan johnson frames the shots with the with, with the with the uh spiral of knives behind mm-hmm. people and stuff like that i love seeing harlan's study because i like looking around and seeing There's all his slick camera work too yeah, but, but like like it, it feels like a lived-in house it feels like an eccentric person lived there yeah. so it's fun to to watch it and look in the background to see things that harlan was into some of it's creepy some of it's macabre some of it is just outlandish and ridiculous but it's fun and well he is a, he, who he was sure he is a storyteller you know he's a, a very renowned writer he's never sold his properties to anybody else for movies or anything and, else and that's one of the things that i pick up in the background was like this is an imaginative guy yes who never who never went on an adventure who never lived so right. he surrounds himself by other people's adventures right. and that is and, and that is decorating to him you know it's just like you he, know, he feeds off of right. those things in his study there's there's a monkey being chased by a jaguar but i guarantee you that harlan himself has never been to south america I 
I, I could see that. Right. So, like, he's never been a big game hunter. He's never had this grand adventure. All of his grand adventures are in his head. And it's something that he's trying to impart on all of his children. He's a self-made man. And he wants his children to be not similar to him, but he wants them to make their own mark. He's made his mark. He wants them all to make their own mark. And that, you know, without any other motivations, you know, being, being he, discussed. He's got a zany what, kind of personality. You know, he's he's got a lot of tough love to him. Right. Uh, especially towards the end. And it's tough to, it, it, it's tough because the script only shows you that fun personality once in the movie. There's one scene, one scene in his study it. where you have to decide who Harlan Thromby is. And I think they did a great job in that scene I think of, so. of setting up this character who who his death sparks the entire you know the entire story. But you had to feel like you knew Harlan because everybody else throughout the entire movie is talking about what Harlan would want. So it's important to know who Harlan is and how you as an audience member would feel what he would want. And he also does come across as a writer, right? Don't you think like any successful writer is going to be extremely quirky in some degree or, or another? Yeah. And for sure. You saw that. You right. saw that, especially in the beginning and of a that little scene. Bit of a, and a little bit of a drug addict. Sprinkled in a with little, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a drug addict. Just he's, like all good authors. He's open to experimenting. All their best stuff is done when they're on the <laughs> junk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Looking at you, Stephen King. A little bit. <laughs> So I mean, uh, so I I think we talked about characters. Like I think the characters are all extremely well yes. flushed out. I feel like I get a good sense of who everybody is, even when they have a minor amount of screen time. I still feel like I know who they are, um, and that's that. That goes to script more so than the acting that's done in it. Although none of the acting is bad. Tony Collette, I thought was really good as this lackadaisical hippie flower child. A little bit things in there, you know, it's, it's, because she. I think I think it's a lot of times deep rooted when you come from money and time. That's the idea and behind it. You're this. surrounded by it all. Right. Like when you're watching this movie, like it it very much is a meta story about about white decadence, about about um immigration. You know, immigration, but like how you are as a person. Right. But it, this very much is a story about people believing that they are politically correct or that they are th- that, such uh drama or issues. Right. Yeah, you know, I oh no, I don't feel that way. You know, I mean, and and they point to the one person that they have. Like, I have a black friend. You know, I have a friend. His family immigrated here. You know, yeah. I I I really do understand the plight of the of the downtrodden. You know, and but really, all you're doing is just trying to sell yourself. And, exactly, and that's, and that's exactly like by the time I walked out of this movie and bringing that up to begin with is, you know, yeah, but racially it, incorrect. By the time I walked out of the movie, I was like. I, I felt like I had a good idea of what this story's message was. Um, and it's not that like I patted myself on the back for that. I then started thinking by me understanding that message, does that make me exactly like the people that are in that house? <laughs> no, I, I think, it? I think it was so subtly drawn out where some people are really not going to see that at all. Because as we came out, there were two boomers behind sure. us who were literally like, you know, who were literally like, oh, that was a great movie and stuff like that. I like this character like that. And I was like, I wanted to turn around and be like, but you shouldn't like that character because that character had it all wrong. Like that, that character's But we are film buffs, so we yeah. we can read into things a little bit better than yeah. the average person. That's true. I, I, I think that's true. I'm like, look, 
There is a. I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying it's just a fact. <laughs> no, it's just a fact. By by watching stories, reading stories, and understanding what a story is or what good story structure is, you become a better critic of story. I guess you could say. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't mean to say that as in like me and you are critics of story. Like I mean, me and you critique movies, but I think we do it for fun more so than as a profession. Yeah, we're not really so, getting paid. No. <laughs> just, you know, just, a just, a, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. We can know? afford a coffee, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of which, our our sponsor. <laughs> fourhangovers.com head over there to get your blowfish that'll uh, cure your hangover cure that is four f-o-r hangovers.com code That's- smb fish <laughs> use for S- your 15 use smb off. fish at checkout for your 15 percent <laughs> off there you go jay we just paid the bills there we go <laughs> Speaking of getting paid, but no, I mean like there, there definitely is a, there definitely is a message to this film, and I, and I, it's not one that's open for interpretation. I would definitely say that, mm-hmm. like it's it's very clear. It is, and and especially at the end of the movie where one character is standing above it's all the rest cheek. of them. Yeah, it's it comes back full circle, and that's what works so well about it is yeah. that it is tongue in cheek. It is it it's fun, and it. it even though you'll think about it, you don't have to think too hard about it. Uh, ultimately, it's a fun movie. It's a great mystery. There's a lot to chew on, and all the characters great twists and are turns a lot of, that a lot, a lot of, of them are not predictable. My only downside is, and it's not the runtime. It's that there are moments between acts. Their bridge between acts are are very conversation heavy, and they there is moments of of boredom. Now, moments of boredom, sure, right. In the third, act, I told you I was feeling the runtime a little bit, a little bit, and yeah. I didn't know exactly how to complain about it <laughs> because it was very subtle, you know. And I was enjoying this the pace of it for right. the most part. In the third act, a lot of stuff comes back up that was in those boring scenes that makes them not worth it, but but justifies their presence as staying sure. there and justifies their length and everything like that. Because, but I, I will say this: it's a mystery that it's not easily solved, but you can pick up on a lot of the things that they put down by the end. And, and it, ju- well, just know this: every little thing in this movie right. comes into play. Because when the reveal happens at the end, I was just like, "All right, well, I knew it was that person. I didn't understand the how, but I knew it was them." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that was done. I want to say it was done purposefully as well, but it's not a mystery where like y- you can, you know, you're not going to feel smarter by having solved it because at the end it, you know, what you thought will, will be what was true, but it's how it was done. That is more fun than, right. than who, than who done it for sure. Yeah. The way it, it pivots and shifts a little bit, even though it's pretty much what you predicted for the most part. Um, it's still worth it. I will say this. There is a lot of homage to like old Hollywood type mysteries like this. Um, and I, and I have a, a pretty wide background of that. And I, I definitely think that if this is not your type of, if you're not like a murder mystery type guy, a whodunit type person, if that's not who you are, you, you may not like this as much. You, you oh, may well, find this is a hundred percent who done it kind of yeah. ensemble if, if, film. If you're not into that type of stuff, no. If you're not, don't bother watching. I don't this. even think I, I would say like this isn't even for like all audiences because I, I disagree. I think it is surprisingly. No, no, I mean, so I mean, this isn't like I mean, pretty fresh stuff. though. There's a lot of fun to be. It had. definitely is fresh. I, I 
you know, I think this is way more um, accessible than, say, Murder or on the Orient Express. I mean, that was very, uh, you know, it, it's a timepiece, right? I mean, it was it set is. in the 30s or something like that. I don't know what it was, but Murder on the Orient Express. I think that was the uh, turn of the century. Okay, I believe, so and it just had that dated kind of flighty dialogue going and on no and one's just performance stood out the performances no were stood very out. bland yeah exactly um the story the outcome it was all just uh, really and there's a sequel coming so uh do you hope for like a knives out sequel would you look forward to like a knives out sequel now obviously i don't think it needs one i throm like the thromby family should not be involved but Blanc. Would you follow? Like, would you follow Daniel Craig's Detective so. Blanc into another story? I hundred percent. I think would. so. I was think he so. was he strong enough of a character to to build a series off of? Because I think so. He was. It's just these were such great characters for him to play against. He was so outlandish and he was so funny. But like, so were was, all the other characters in their own little way. Especially Chris Evans. In their I love. I loved watching Chris Evans play someone who was nothing like Captain America. Right. Like nothing like it. And you could tell he loved it too. Oh, he. He had a blast. He had a blast. I and like every time he smiled in the movie, I thought that that was a fucking genuine smile that was coming from Chris Evans. He also just has that face where you just want to trust him. You just you just assume he has no STDs, so you'll let him go without a bag. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got that type. He of did face. look very pretty in this he movie. He did look pretty. All right, Jay, you got a score for Knives Out, man? I'm giving it an A, man. I I thoroughly really enjoyed it. There was not much. Uh, things for me to critique. Um, like I said, some of it could be spoiler for me to critique on per se, but I think um, the fact that it was a wee bit too predictable and on the nose at times towards the end and feeling the runtime a bit dropped it off a little bit uh, from a grade wise, but I couldn't bring it down to like an A minus, but it was certainly a solid A film for me. I loved it. Well, you hit on exactly where I'm at. A minus. I mean, that that's where I am. I had a great time with the movie. I did. There were moments of boredom. I got a little jealous when you got up to get a beer at one point because I was like, I should have went and got a beer. Because I'm a little bored by this scene that I stayed to watch. Because I, uh, but it does, it does draw you in very early on into the mystery. But during the entire second act, the mystery doesn't matter, right? Because I mean, it's not spoilers to say you kind of solve the mystery by the end of the of the first act. Like they do a great job of like giving you a big crumb of mm. your of your trail of breadcrumbs that kind of solves the mystery for you. But then. It draws you in deeper again towards the end of the second act into the third act where it's like, ah, this mystery goes a little bit deeper. And it does. But there is moments in the second act where I was a little bit bored. I was a little I so and and that that's my that's my knock on it. I don't I don't necessarily knock it too hard for that, which is why it's an A minus instead of an A. Sure. Uh, and I thought that the score wasn't so good. I don't always like the knock movies for score, but with a murder mystery, you really want like that type of. That's a good point because you know what? I can't. I can't recall it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's not a good sign. But the humor was definitely on point. It, it was, was. It was just. It was perfectly. The dialogue was really well written. Now it was perfectly mysterious. And then in in moments just before something heavy happens, or just after something heavy happens, you get. You get some comedy and seeing the kid from Stranger Things just be uh, a fourteen-year-old little Nazi who masturbates to to <laughs> to what do they call it? Uh, uh, deer skinning like porn, rabbits or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like to, to to deer gutting porn. That's oh, what they God. said. <laughs> 
was was it was kind of fun and then to actually you know it was funny though get confirmation of some of people of some people's thoughts on and 13 it reasons why right yeah Isn't that girl yeah the uh, girl who played hannah baker yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it we're baker. not looking at the imdb so we don't have these names but these are definitely two young up-and-coming people sure. you recognize i said stranger things it's not even the kid from stranger things it's the kid from it he played billy it, in it. that's right yeah yeah same see, thing see how same, close, thing. same thing right, right? Same wheelhouse I mean, that's why if Str- <laughs> and we talked about this on our patreon episode if stranger things didn't come season one of stranger things didn't come out one year before it you may not have liked it as much i agree yeah so all right jay well uh, let's run down some spoilers very quickly uh or so you can talk about the thing that you didn't like that's spoilery and we can just kind of solve the mystery for everybody <laughs> yes so skip ahead spoiler warning spoiler warning spoiler warning like whoa scoop we got a mystery to solve zoinks <laughs> all right jay uh you said you had a problem with 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 like one thing one minor thing that was spoilery what what do you got that he left everything to his his nurse i mean like I, it was a little too on the nose like yeah marta marta was who's from uruguay was the main, paraguay was the Brazil, main character wherever. that we followed throughout this whole film yeah she was the one that was set up then it was revealed that she was getting left with everything and then they try to shift things around in the third act and it still comes around to where she does still end up with everything it was a little wishy-washy right it was a little it was a little wishy-washy but it was still on the nose i'm like it's just a little too on the nose like i i felt like i thought that was i obvious. felt like there I, yeah it was a little too obvious and i felt like there should have been another character to get something for some other reason you know for whatever purpose it might be yeah but i i think like i i think like the entire purpose but i think more than anything he trusts her to spend the money how she sees fit because she is that good of a person in it. So if the young girl needs to go to school and pay for her tuition, she would pay for it. Right. So if there's any character that like you would look at and be like, oh, that that's you know that character is not so bad. You know, you would think of of Catherine Langford, who is you know Hannah from from Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah. She plays Meg in this, but I think Meg is the, the whole point of her character is she is the product of of what people like her parents create right like like these these people who are are uh right-winged but they they feel like they're progressive but they're not she's the next generation of that where she she is progressive rabbit ears like i'm putting up huge she knows Right. what progressive she, is she but she, she knows she knows they're wrong um, but she doesn't want to give up that that life right yeah. and she's willing to sell out a friend almost to do it so like at moments where you're like oh i really like that girl you like don't she like fucks it. her over but then she apologizes after right. like, oh exactly to, i'm sorry they you, forced you get me it to you do understand it. right you understand right yeah you know like uh, look i know i gave them the information that's going to send your mother to ins and get her locked in a in an eight by ten cell but you forgive me right like because i'm super sorry and i feel like that is what the next generation is Mm -hmm. and like when i look at when i look at people like i'm not going to say like my parents because my parents for the most part from what i can see are most or maybe i am meg maybe i maybe i am her jay you just don't know it and i just don't know it because you don't really know how how not progressive you are until until the mirror is shined into your face and then you're like okay 
Yeah, maybe I'm... I mean, you called me out on it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... I like to think I am. You, I just, are, you are a 65-year-old man who's trapped in the 35-year-old man's body. <laughs> I mean, just for sure. As you I, sit I, here I on the microphone... I bury my own grave normally. As I just you kinda... sit here on the microphone with one leg <laughs> draped over the other, like looking as much like Jeff Goldblum in his 60s as you possibly can, you are a 65-year-old man trapped in a 35-year-old man's that body. That is all I want in life. <laughs> That's but all I, mean, I want. Let's face it. You and I were both raised by middle class parents mm-hmm. who have their own political views, and we have ours, which yep. vary from theirs. But in the end, shades of theirs come out of our pores a little bit sometimes. Exist in us, and as much as we would like, even though you don't necessarily believe in it. Or exactly. have those uh, same viewpoints, but there's still a there's there's some little st- inklings exactly. somehow ingrained in you somehow, and that's what and and that at the heart of this movie, is and it's hard to explain really that, about. right? It and really he, is, and it's funny how he was able to showcase that exactly in such a subtle, small way. It's such a nice, nuanced little thing yeah, that they had to yeah. the movie. Uh, but yet, Marta being the one that both killed Thromby and inherits his millions, uh, it, it it was not you know the fact that she inherits it is was obvious but the fact that she killed him didn't kill him and it was not on purpose but the fact that it was something that was orchestrated by Mm. uh ransom who is played by by chris evans that that's the stuff that you didn't see coming right like you always suspect you suspect ransom from the beginning and that's the whole point of it well you knew something was but they give you the scene they give you the scene very early on where marta's actually the one that kills him on accident and then thromby actually kills himself and they roll it as a helper and save her and and because he knows that he left everything to her right (laughs) exactly And i think that was a big part of it and you didn't really know that at the time like why is he doing this like you know, that's like, what I obviously mean. you know this, that they have a great relationship mystery, and he doesn't trust other people. But you can't solve everything from this mystery because it's it's not given to you until the mystery is revealed, and that's that's a little bit of a knock because a good mystery I always felt like is something that you can solve with the clues that were given. But the final clue that really yeah, it was tiny, like like little things like the mother was saying names. You know, in slightly oh, different ways. Oh, I picked ways. up on that. I picked up on that. Every single time. The second she said, Ransom, is that you again? I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, it went right over my head. Oh, I, I, I knew 100% that Ransom had done the same thing that she did. It wasn't until later on when they when they tell you that Ransom knew that the entire family was cut out, but Marta was inheriting everything. That's nothing that I could know because that happened in a conversation that they didn't share with us until the reveal. Sure. So to me, like that, that's a little bit of a knock on a mystery. Or because you I could read into it because the, the 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 younger boy actually said, "It's true." He heard something about cutting he, me off, Will, or something like a couple of key words that he heard. Right, but that band. doesn't mean that you know that everyone's cut out. You just knew that ransom was cut out. Right, but it's you know that gray area. <laughs> It is. It is a very gray area. You know, it's one of those things. It is a gray area. I. It's. It's hard for me and you to do a big spoiler. I, I'm on really this, curious. So. Like, I really want my mom to see this. Actually, my. I think my dad too. I. I, I would like them to see this movie. This is 100 a my mom film, and, not and, my and dad film. I'm curious to see if my dad, because my dad likes to predict things. He likes to like try. Oh, I predicted that ending, or oh, I, I. I figured this movie. Yeah, out but already. does he like, really, or does he, or does he just say that after the ending's been revealed? No, but he just does that throughout the movie. Because <laughs> that's because that's what I wonder. I, he has I like Davisms where he's like, <laughs> I do the same thing. Like I, 
I, you know, uh, I'll be watching something and I'll predict things, right? Like, we were watching The Mandalorian, right? Like, recently. And we'll, we'll talk about the episodes two and three when uh in our main episode for the for last week but, no, I'm or, or this week no but i won't do spoilers <laughs> but um there's a thing that happens as the mandalorian gets onto his ship with uh with carl weathers character and i called exactly what happened and lauren's like how'd you know that and i was like oh because he showed you that in his pocket 20 minutes ago so I knew that that was going to happen, right? So I, I get it. I, I am that person. I am your dad. You're, you're just too bright, dude. That's all. You're, you're nah, just you too much what, of a smart guy. You know guy. what being bright has gotten people? <laughs> Fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. It's You just have to know how to channel it, I guess. You know, I don't know. I'm channeling it into the show, which is going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> So, so clearly, Look, clearly, my efforts have been in vain, sir. <laughs> we're heading to the brighter end of the future. Are you sure about that? I, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Okay, you stay optimistic, Mister. Standing on the precipice of starting a new job and a, a new career that's going to double I'm, his net income. Well, I'm a guy who's been doing the same job for for six years. Yeah, but and- I've been poor forever, so my original income was extremely low. So now I'm just getting into like a middle class type thing. All right, look, let's face it. You and I can't really talk about the spoilers of this movie in in a way that really does it justice. This no, is just a movie you're gonna. But have you've to already go seen. See this movie guys you're listening to the spoilers section hopefully you've seen it you better have seen it and it's a fun movie fun right it was it was great i like to discuss so do me a favor head over to twitter at super movie pod where you can reach out to me if you want to talk about knives out yeah definitely hit me up on facebook or instagram facebook is super movie bros podcast and instagram super movie bros and just to pay the bills again our sponsor is blowfish it's the hangover cure head over to fourhangovers.com. use our promo code smbfish get 15 percent off and you can cure the scourge of hangovers in your life for good mm-hmm and of course, if you are enjoying Super Movie Brothers on whatever podcatcher you're listening to, there should be a little button somewhere where you can subscribe. So do that so you don't miss an episode of Super Movie Brothers. And then also, if your podcasting app allows you to leave a review, do it. That's the way we get seen. That's the way people know that you enjoy us and other people enjoy us too. Right now on, on iTunes, we still have five stars. No bad reviews. Shocking. It's shocking, <laughs> is what it is, right? Because I can critique a shit ton of stuff about us, but oh, you know, no one does. So uh, please make sure that you do that. We appreciate the support, and we do have a Patreon if you like us just that much. You can head over to patreon.com, Super Movie Brothers Podcast on there, and then you can pledge $1 and get all the additional content that we put up there. Right now, we're running with a total of 16 additional episodes for you to listen to that are only exclusive to Patreon, and then there's also some other stuff that we put up pictures videos stuff like that if you pledge more than uh, a dollar up to five dollars yeah, special cocktails all kinds of things yeah. we give you uh we, we give you a prize you know it's a little present that we have you can, a lot of goodies here in the studio and you get to pick out the present yes. which is the cool part so it's not like you know you, you don't know what you're getting like i'm gonna send you sign up take your shit yeah it's not like i'm sending you like a, <laughs> a like a dick pic and an envelope no, or no, something no. i mean you know? if you like, want that you gotta be like you know you can Top have tier level. You can get Jay's dick pic. You won't Probably. Get, you won't get mine. It's mostly Bush. Don't worry about it. So I want to thank all you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>